This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. So why do you want to learn a new language? I'll tell you why. Because donde esta el baño can be a very important question at times. You know, Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. Fast track your language acquisition with immersive lessons designed to teach you to pick up languages in a natural way. I love the fact that I can go from my laptop to my phone to pretty much anywhere and learn the language of my choice. Not to mention I'm bringing my communication skills to new heights. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a limited time, Star Talk Radio listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash startalk. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash startalk today. Welcome to Star Talk, your place in the universe where science and pop culture collide. Star Talk begins right now. I'm your host, Neil deGrasse Tyson, your personal astrophysicist, and this is Star Talk. This is a special edition of Star Talk. Uh, it's a, it's our uh, Valentine's Day edition. Yes. Yeah, we're going to talk about love. Oh, yes. No, no, love. Oh. <laughs> L-U-U-U-U-V. Mm. And, and I know we, we could probably handle that our own, but we bring in some expertise. Yes. And and we're going to bring in Helen Fisher. She's been on Star Talk before, and it, it, a new book, Anatomy of Love. The Anatomy of Love. And what color is it? It's red. Yeah. <laughs> well, not mine. <laughs> <laughs> a red cover. Uh, uh, Helen Fisher, you're like the world's expert on, on like uh, love, marriage, relationships. You work for the, the, uh, the Kinsey? Uh, I'm at the, the Kinsey Institute. But the, the Kinsey Institute. Yeah. This is the famous Kinsey. That, this is the famous Kinsey, uh, Kinsey who really studied love. He did. Yeah, yeah, he it, was very good. Way before everybody else did, he did. The, the, excellent. Know. Excellent. And, and in this edition, this is... But sex. He actually studied a lot of sex lot more of than sex. he did love. Sex. Yeah. We really broke into studying love. I mean, people really thought this was part of the supernatural, part of the stars. But, and, but what's uh, love got to do with it? Exactly. Everything. <laughs> people pine for it, live for it, kill for it, and die. For it, it's wow. one of the most powerful brain systems on Wait a earth. Is that love or sex we talk about? I know. Because <laughs> what you just said, everybody. That's sex. That's we sex. agree. We agree that happens yeah. for sex. I don't think if you ask somebody to go to bed with you and they say no, thank you, you don't kill yourself. But around the world, Speak people for yourself, kill. Helen. <laughs> Gotta tell people you, people kill. Take rejection well. Yeah, nobody takes rejection well, and nobody gets out of love alive. 
No, Ooh, you know, you we all have some scars. Suffer. As a matter of fact, it's an addiction, you know, a very powerfully wonderful addiction when it's going well and a perfectly horrible addiction when it's going poorly. But anyway, you know, you say, is it a sex or is it love? I, I've mentioned this to you before. I think I think we've evolved three distinctly different brain systems for mating and reproduction. One is a sex drive. Mm -hmm. One is fe feelings of intense romantic love. Mm -hmm. And the third is feelings of deep attachment. And I think oh, people I got go, one out of three. <laughs> not bad, not Jesus bad. Jesus now. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, so for this for this edition of Star Talk, we're gonna be, we're soliciting we've solicited questions from our fan base through our various uh, media platforms, and they're all about sort of Valentine's Day and love. Yes, and, and all that goes with it. Yes, love. I have one love anecdote just to start off with. Uh -huh. um, so, uh, in the medical community, there's a disease of lovemaking, which is c collectively called venereal diseases, mm. and that is actually named after. Venus, really, the goddess of love. Oh, so the oh, the genitive form of Venus is Venera. Right. And in fact, the Russian space missions to Venus were all called Venera. Venera one, Venera two, Venera three. Huh. The medical doctors said, "Oh, here's a disease peculiar to love making and love and beauty and all that go with it. Let's name it after Venus." So they called them venereal diseases. Then we astronomers came along and said, "We need a name of some of an alien who might be from Venus." We're not going to call them venereals now because right. the word is taken. Exactly. So we had to invent a non-legitimate word, and so you're Venusian if you're from Venus. But you're technically, you should be venereal. Venereal. Oh, okay. So when the venereals come. Right. <laughs> say, I'm a Venusian. Oh, yes, yeah, say, say you're Venusian. Man, man. You get a little further in, in the social ladder. if you're. The cool thing about that is doctors uh, gave us... Um, the term for VD, which actually is the same Valentine's Day as VD as well. Which, ooh, wow. ooh, ouch. Right, think about yeah. it. Ouch. It's Valentine's yeah. Day, venereal disease. Ouch, Chuck. Just, Wait a minute. There's good parts of this Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> We're all fun. Okay, we're just laying, laying the fat, laying the I'm landscape. just saying, it's never been a good day for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, me neither. I'm always working on that day. Yeah. So, Chuck, you got some questions. I have, we, yes. None of us have seen them, and Helen is here to, you know, I'm just here to, like, direct them to Helen, because I don't, what the hell do I know? Mm, yeah, these okay. are our Cosmic queries, of course, like you said. Cosmic uh, queries. Uh, taken from us. all over the uh, internet. So okay. let's start off with uh, Chris Reed coming to us from Twitter. CD Reed is his handle. Evolution is about the natural selection of traits. How has love evolved and what traits were left behind? So uh, that's a really good I question. Know. I know. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's a really good question. And I wonder if I can add to that. Yeah. If, you know, we think of love as distinctly human, but right. d d does this preclude other animals, especially other mammals, right. from having the same sentiment? Right. And why, why else would we say, oh, look at the love birds? Right. We would analogize yeah. our love to what yeah. we know are two birds. So there's like, three questions beaks. really on the table. And let me start with the with the evolution of it and, and the brain. You know, I put people in brain scanners and study the brain circuitry of romantic love. That's what scares me about you. Yeah. But nice. Well, I wouldn't say, you know. Talk, ab <laughs> talk about your foreplay. <laughs> oh, ho. Let me put your mate in the brain scanner. See if he really does love you. Girl, go ahead and get in that brain scanner. That's how we starting this off tonight. You know, you, in a brain scanner. That's what we doing. Yeah. You know, you can know every ingredient in a piece of chocolate cake, and then when you sit down and eat that cake, you feel that joy. In the same way, I can know everything you can know about love, and still make the same mistakes everybody. Well, just else to be clear, and, to guys, know. chocolate cake is really just chocolate cake. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Just, just. You. That's true. But it's anyway, just chocolate cake. This is a brain system. It came from other mammals, it came from other birds, all kinds of animals feel attraction to certain creatures and not attraction 
attraction to others, you know, too old, too young, too feathers out of order, too antlers too big, uh, too little, et cetera, et cetera. You don't oh, want God, it. God, I know that part. <laughs> so <laughs> the bottom line is <clears throat> we did evolve. Get your antlers out of this? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I want to see your antlers. <laughs> Show me your antlers. Anyway, the bottom line is this brain system came out of nature. So long before mankind came down out of the trees, began to stand up on two feet, began to need to form pair bonds to rear their young, and the brain circuitry for romantic love began to evolve to, in order to make us focus on one particular individual and start the mating process. But you can see that in other mammals, particularly ones that form pair bonds. You know, you'll see an immediate attraction uh, from of one animal for another, and you know they they're going for it. In fact, this is the evolution of love at first sight. Uh, is it attraction, or is it just they want to mate? How, how do you um, distinguish the two? Um, Did you ask them? <laughs> uh, we, there's actually academic studies that uh, when a female chimpanzee, for example, is in heat and in in estrus, she'll copulate with actually almost all of the males, but there's some she won't copulate with, mm -hmm. and it's because she doesn't like them. Because he's a real you know, a-hole, that it's guy. Like, yeah. man. So the bottom line is these are different systems, and it, just the sex drive will get you out there looking, but then it's romantic love that, or attraction in other animals, or magnetism, just animal magnetism, that enables you to sift between all these other animals and focus on the one that uh, works for you. So it's one thing it if, if they don't sleep with with you because they're sleeping only one other person, but they're sleeping with everybody, everybody and not you. you? Mm -hmm. that's, that, that's bad. That, yeah. That, yeah. That, yeah. That's well, I don't bad. know. Yeah, it's all bad. Yeah. Didn't they just find out that the reason uh, the pandas that they had wherever in San Francisco that they've been trying to mate, that the reason they didn't mate was because the female didn't like, didn't like the male. Oh. There you go. Yeah, there you go. They just assume you put the man. That all pandas that look is cool a really important point. Yeah, because no animal on this planet will copulate with anything that comes along. They all have preferences, and we evolved that system for preferences. And then, of course, when we began to stand up on two legs, females began to have to carry their babies in their arms instead of on their backs. They began to need someone to help them out at least while they raised the child through infancy. Mm -hmm. And so, this brain circuitry for animal attraction evolved into what we call today uh, romantic love. Is, is there anything that was left behind, like the questioner asked? Oh, that's Beautiful question. Nobody's ever asked me. Sure, the ability to share. We're not an animal that shares very well. Oh, We're a jealous animal. Wow. Uh, you know, mm. I mean, I was talking last night to some people who are polyamorous, but and and they really just, have to work very means, hard to keep their. Which means you know, several partners. These people actually believe that um, you you can have several partners. You swingers, keep, baby. Uh, swingers are the sex sex. They they're swinging for sex. Uh, polyamorous are, are, are fine. Yes. So yeah. they're they're romantic. Okay. So they want to keep their deep attachment to one partner, and then have a lot of romances on the side and they say they can overcome this this jealousy and the uh you know the, the self-deception and all lying. but they can't they work very hard on it mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. but the bottom line is no we're not a good animal we don't share well um and of course saying, we're so, also cheaters you know i mean it's a it's a it's an example uh, so so uh so in the mormon tradition of multiple wives for right. the men then this is you're saying they're there might be an evolutionary force that makes that not stable because they've, they've been stable. doing it for a hundred something yeah, years. You know, 86% um, of world cultures permit a man to have several wives. Mm -hmm. um, but actually, the wrong place. Yeah, no, I don't know. It can be a toothache. I can tell you that. <laughs> it can be a real panic. I think I told you last time I knew a man in, in uh, you know, in Highlands of New Guinea who had three wives. And when I asked him how many he wanted, he said none. <laughs> no. No, yeah, there you go. Be careful what because you wish for. It can for. be a toothache. Yeah. Right. Um, Plus, as I understand it, historically, the, the it, it, in particular, particularly the Middle East, as it, I've come to understand it, that was initially put forth as protection for women so that if you actually got romantically involved with a woman, she actually 
you had to then take care of her. Exactly. And so, That's so right. it was a matter of accountability right. for who you were. It was also ecological reasons. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, you know, uh, most societies permit a man to have several wives, but only about 5 to or 10% of men in almost all cultures actually have several wives because you got to have a lot of money, a lot of cows, right. a lot of sheep, a lot of education or something to get two women to share you. So are there any cultures where a woman has multiple husbands? Only very few. Among the okay. very rich um, of southern Alaska, traditionally, um, these people lived in these archipelagos, and the men went out fishing every every. This would be the native peoples of Alaska, the not native the... peoples of Alaska. Uh, yes, and um, a woman. Not Sarah was... Palin. Not Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh, she... I have four husbands. You betcha. <laughs> <laughs> you betcha. <laughs> but um, it's very um, impractical from a Darwinian perspective because you know if if a woman is sharing several men, you know she can't have a baby right. every nine months. Whereas if a man has several wives, he could have a lot of babies. Yeah, four babies at one time. Yeah. At one time. Simul but, uh, or more. But the problem with um, polygyny, poly meaning many, gyne meaning women, is that the women fight. Sometimes they uh, uh, try to poison each other's children. Yeah, and not my problem. Don't. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Keep it that way. Yeah, I'm, uh, no. I'm a husband. I'm dead. You guys, do your thing. Don't come bother yeah. me with your petty squabbles. Yeah. <laughs> to bond is human. We're a pair bonding animal. But we're also an animal that cheats. And we seem to do both. And I think one of the great 21st century issues is to what degree do we want intimacy with one individual, individual and what degree do we want autonomy? That great balance between the two is, is something we all have to wrestle and with. And what intrigues me is how we cherry pick the animal kingdom to use as examples of how we want to behave. Mm -hmm. So we'll say, oh, an eagle will mate for life. The swans. Oh, they'll mate yeah. for life. Okay, well, but how about the, what's the one that just has sex as often as it can with as many other uh, all of them. Uh, <laughs> all, the, all the rest of them. The rest of them. Oh, the rest of them. Like even eagles. No, 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 the, even the, eagles. Even even swans. No, no, the, we have not found the a naked completely... mole rat. The naked mole rat has two subspecies. Uh -huh. One of them mates for life. The other is just yeah. whores. Well, just, just, they whore themselves Same thing out. with, it's the prairie vole. Yeah, same the prairie vole, sorry. Yeah, maybe, right. I, maybe that's what I meant. Yes. Not, and, not the naked and mole rat. And some of them, and we know the genes of that, the, the genetics of that. And then you take one of the genes from one of those uh, prairie voles that does mate for life and put them in a non-pair bonding uh, mouse or something, and it'll start to start, form a pair bond too. To do so the there nasty. is biology to, to um, feelings of attachment, yes. Well, they put the attachment gene in the ones that we're not otherwise to be attached. Yes. But how about the, the wandering gene? Does that make them wander? Do we we haven't really found a wandering gene. We found uh, a gene in which you attach less. Uh, in a, okay. There's one gene in which the if you have no copies of that gene, you're the most in among men, actually. It's a study the of men. The least promiscuous? Uh, the least promiscuous. The least one promiscuous. gene, they're going to be more promiscuous, and the and two genes are going to be the most. Actually, not promiscuous, but in unstable relationships that are going to lead to promiscuity. So we're, wow. we're finding something. But you know what? Okay. That's your promiscuity coefficient. Yes. yes. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, that should come out in the speed dating rounds, right? What is your? <laughs> but you know what? It's important. Even though we have predispositions, you can say no to them. You know, um, uh, because uh, you know. Because uh, we live in civilization. That's yeah, why. Yeah, yeah, you can. You know, people can be um, uh, quit their bad habits. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, and then some of it is called age for men as well. <laughs> yeah, it's just wait, wait. But just to be clear, just to be clear, they're not habits if we're pre genetically predisposed. So right. they they can you can overcome exactly. a genetic predisposition because we live in civilization where exactly. certain conduct well uh, is necessary. Very well said. And then you just get too old. It's amazing old. how many people don't though. I mean, oh, yeah, I've looked at adultery in forty-two societies, and you find it even in places where you can get your head chopped off. Right. It's not even so. adultery. There's murder. Yeah. There are things. There's transgressions yeah. of right. of a society. 
society. That... Well, that's. Uh, I mean, I think that most of our crimes of passion come because people have been, they've lost a true love. They've yeah. lost from a Darwinian perspective. They've lost mm -hmm. uh, life's greatest prize, which is a mating partner. Wow. Yeah. yeah, they need to rethink some things. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you got another, you got another okay, question. Let's move on. All that right. was fascinating it. stuff, man. All right, let's get down to, here's one from the teen poet. Okay. Coming to us from Twitter. It's a Twitter handle. Okay. It's a Twitter handle. Uh, uh, at the teen poet 322 uh, wants to know, is human love more than chemical reactions, as in Interstellar's unrealistic ending? Well, thanks for the critique <laughs> inside the question. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case people missed that moment in Interstellar, right. where uh, Anne Hathaway's character says, maybe, I'm paraphrasing, you know, love is something that transcends even dimensions. Right. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. It's love that they're using uh -huh. to communicate with us through uh, basically space and time. Yeah, through the space-time continuum. the space-time continuum. Yeah. Love is the language that transcends the space-time so, so, so if I can tighten the question, how much of your research tells us that love is just electrochemical in your brain and it's nothing more or less than that? Well, bottom line is everything is electrical and chemical in your brain. I mean, everything, you, know, okay. you think of anything, do anything, uh, feel anything, any kind of drive, thirst, hunger, all of them. So Chuck, it doesn't permeate the fabric I mean, of then the space-time continuum. No, can't. And now my heart is broken. <laughs> uh, and then we make a whole lot of things out of it, and we make beautiful things. I mean, all of the love poetry from around the world, I mean, all our plays, our poems, our novels, our sitcoms, our ballets, our mm -hmm. operas, our... Our theater, our myths, our legends. I mean, the world don't is cluttered. Don't, don't, don't forget porn. Don't forget porn. That was co co conspicuously absent from that list. <laughs> we got it in there. <laughs> Chuck, thank but, you. But why isn't that just the spectrum of human emotion of which love is one? Right. One, it's actually one a drive. Um, uh, it's, uh, the brain so is hate. Hate is as big a drive as love. There's no question about it. In fact, okay. they're not even the opposites. The opposite of love is indifference. Ooh, mm, look at that. That's yeah. deep. In fact, you can hate and love somebody at the same time. Oh, you know? now I that mean, explains a, my parents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Wow. That we get the frenemy. The, the frenemy. <laughs> right. Yeah. I okay. had a wonderful girlfriend who said of her husband, it was a wonderful marriage, but she said, you know what? Sometimes I hate him, but I always love him. And so you, these are different brain systems, and you can flop from one to the other. It's indifference. That's when, you are kill, when you've killed the passion. But you know what? It's a drive. This is not even an emotion. It comes, emanates from brain, uh, a little fact in the base of the brain that is lies right next to the brain regions that orchestrate thirst and hunger because this wow. is so essential to survival and it has been for so long because if you don't have babies you don't form a pair bond you don't pass your dna on to there it is that's the end of your your line so it's just it's basically uh the second greatest driving force in in in, in our in our being which the first is gotta eat yeah, you know, you know uh, eating makes you live another day. You know, having sex will make you live genetically. Make you want for, to live another day. <laughs> <laughs> that is for sure. That's how you really got to do you, it. for you, by the way. Sex is really good for you if it's with the right person. <laughs> Preach it to the choir, baby. <laughs> well, I think so. It's, it is reducible in a fundamental way, too. I, I, I came up with three in the list. So okay. there's, the, there's, there's sex, there's food, sex, and shelter. Food, we're three things shelter. that we need for our survival. Right. And so we ought to be pretty uh, energetic in the acquisition of those three. Absolutely. And uh, also, if you don't... I've never seen anybody kill themselves um, when they couldn't get something to eat. 
But I've mm. certainly seen people kill themselves when they couldn't get a particular sweetheart. Couldn't get the love. Yeah. Mm. I don't think you go around, mur- well, you might go around murdering somebody for bread, you know, in the right place when you're that's, starving. But yeah, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you, kill in the name. you won't kill yourself, you kill somebody else, and that's right. why. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I bet there's, um, I, jails, our jails are much more filled with people for, who have crimes, have committed a crime of passion. I mean, these are powerful brain systems. What people will do for love is out of this world. Okay. And particularly around right now, you know, I'm the chief scientific advisor to Match.com, and between um, the day after Christmas and Valentine's Day, the uh, amount of people going onto that site and other sites increases everywhere from 30 to 60 percent. This is the time. This is the season for love. You're listening to Star Talk. Stay tuned for another segment. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. So you need a business partner just like you, like FedEx, who understands your passion for serving your customers because they have the same commitment towards you. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the US on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. What's more, FedEx ground is faster to more locations than UPS ground. Trust FedEx for timely deliveries. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx. Whether you're a family vacation traveler, business tripper, or long weekend adventurer, Choice Hotels has a stay for any you. And that's good, because there are a lot of me's. Choice Hotels has over 7,400 locations and 22 brands, including Comfort Hotels, Radisson Hotels, and Cambria Hotels. Get the best value for your money when you book with Choice Hotels. Cambria Hotels feature locally inspired hotel bars with specialty cocktails and downtown locations in the center of it all. Hey, that's me. Radisson Hotels have flexible workspaces to get the most of your business travel and on-site restaurants. That's me, too. And at Comfort Hotels, you'll enjoy free hot breakfast with fresh waffles, great pools for the entire family, and spacious rooms. Hey, that's me, too. I guess I'm just going to have to stay at all of them. Choice Hotels has a stay for any you. Book direct at choicehotels.com, where travel comes true. Hey, remember when we did that show about the science of the golf swing? Well, let's take that to the next level. And that's because PXG has developed the Black Ops driver so golfers don't have to sacrifice distance for forgiveness. And the science proves it. PXG Black Ops driver is a breakthrough in driver technology. It's a complete and total victory in golf club engineering, unlike anything you've ever seen before. Black Ops drivers are adjustable to deliver a combined MOI of 10,000 plus for unreal forgiveness. Now that's ridiculously high. The higher the MOI, the more forgiving the club will play. So you don't have to square the ball perfectly for it to go straight and get distance. Add PXG's new advanced material face technology 
and you get incredible ball speed that pushes the distance to the absolute limits. More forgiveness, more distance, no sacrifices. PXG Black Ops Driver. Hit your tee shot straighter and farther. The proof is in the science. Learn more and get free shipping on all equipment. Go to pxg.com slash startalk and use code startalk at checkout. That's pxg.com slash startalk. Use code startalk for free shipping on all equipment. pxg.com slash startalk, code startalk. Welcome back to Star Talk. Here's more of this week's episode. <laughs> so, Chuck, what questions do you have called from our uh, our listening audience? Well, you know, um, I I recognize this handle as somebody I I know on Twitter, so I figure I'll go ahead and read this. Uh, this is from uh, at Ben Makes TV, and Ooh. he wants to know this: Why does no one love me? Oh, yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to say it's because uh, you pleasure yourself publicly on the train. And people, people just can't forgive that, Ben. They can't forgive you for it. Let, let, me, let me broaden the question, Helen, and ask, is there someone for everyone? Sure. The, if there is, then the person who can't find love is not looking hard enough. They're not looking hard enough. You, you know, if you go on these dating sites, it does require some work. You know, first of all, he's probably too picky. Uh, you know, lower your standards. Uh, the guy who's looking for for, no, for no, love. Looking for love. I mean, um, when in doubt, lower your standards. Is this advice you're giving us, advice. Helen? I got your book here, The Anatomy of Love. You're telling us. Think of reasons to say yes. You okay. know, there's a huge part of the brain that enables us to overlook the negative and focus on the positive. We do it all the time. All, all when the we want to. Yeah, when you, but one of the problems when you're meeting people online is you know so little about them when you start out mm -hmm. that you over, you know, you overweight those few things that you know, and you break it up before you, the more you get to know somebody, the more you like them. Mm -hmm. You got to give people a chance, you know. And, but see, now uh, that is a chemical thing because, and oh, I don't, I'm probably going to get in trouble if I say this. Uh, oof, oh, I'm going to say it. We can it. edit this, Chuck. Okay, good. Okay. All right, so here's the truth. <laughs> I have often sat and said to myself, why after 18 years of marriage... Okay, stop there. Okay. No, no, no. <laughs> Let me protect Chuck you from himself. You are going to protect no. me. I'm not going to say this. I'm just going to... i got to protect oh, I'm Chuck. I'm Back away from the microphone, <laughs> But I've put people in scanners. <laughs> It's possible to remain well, in love long term. I, we have, I and my colleagues have put um, 17 people into the scanner who were married an average of 21 years. So you're, you're, you're well, no, behind my, the game. I'm still and, in love. Uh, are you, no, that's my point. That's I'm good. back away from the mic, Chuck. No, you're right. I said, right. okay, but I'm still in love. Yeah. In love. I mean, yes. oh, yeah. love. however, yeah. no, now right. listen to me. Don't. And I'm, you know what? Listen, if I were to put it down on paper, yeah, I should not be in love. Yeah. I should not Very be. Unrealistic. I, really, I should not be. Yeah. This woman, I love her to death, and there's nothing she can do that's wrong. And if I were to actually go and say all the stuff that I probably would be like, no, I don't like that. No, I don't like. Yeah. I should have left oh. long ago. So if you if you well, if you deconstruct, if I deconstruct my relationship, there's nothing there. But in total, it's working for you. Oh my God, yeah. it's the best thing ever okay. happened to me. So so Helen. We evolved it in order Thanks. to... Thanks! Thanks a lot! We evolved to deceive? <laughs> Chuck, you are lying to yourself. Wait, wait, wait. No, so you're why, not. No, here you're is why you are in love with your wife. Wait, wait, help, help, help. You are overlooking the negative, and there's a huge part of the brain that enables you to do that, and bless it. So, so, but let me, let me get, let me come in the back door there. 
if you do have a list of what you like in someone and then you put it on one of these websites and then you find someone that matches it, the premise is that's your, that's your soulmate. But what Chuck is saying is if you laid out the, the, the inventory, if you laid out the portfolio of what, then no, he would have never met her in this way i would have never met her this way i bet that there are real no you wouldn't have met her but once you did meet her there's things about that woman that you really like that that ring deep into your what of love map then what of these websites that are matching people up and slicing and dicing them in these very what what is it farm uh, farmers.com farmers.com yeah. <laughs> farmers can mate other farmers right. meet and mate right. with other it's farmers lifestyle so that you can understand it but the bottom line is these are not dating services these are introducing services the only oh. true algorithm is your own human brain so the faster you can get out and meet the guy or girl in the bar so on the street you know okay. it's just giving you a whole range of people and then you got to do the job we can give you the people but you got to do the job and that's what's really thrilling but would you agree that if you pre if you proscribe right. what you think you're going to be attracted to, that is greatly restricting your options. The problem or it is, could I mean, be, at least. Yeah, at but least there's a potential for that, yeah. right? It's Listen, staying at home uh, and looking for somebody under the couch is certainly going to, uh, you know, not do much for your options. I mean, mm-hmm. the bottom line is, you know, how many people do you meet through your friends? How many do you meet at work? How many people do you meet when the you're fitness playing, center, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. at the fitness center? And you run through all that. And then how are you going to meet people? No, I think these dating services, introducing services, service. give you a much broader range than you, than we've ever had in all of our human history. Oh, I would history. agree. Well, even the ones that so. specify, because there's J-Date for, for right. Jews, and right. lately there's like a white people one. Yeah, white people meet? But white people. Yes. What do they, they really have, have a hard time finding? Black people meet. To which yeah. I told a friend, "How could I ever meet a white girl on black people meet?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but what kind of craziness is that? Right, but do do white people actually have a problem finding other white people in a country that that? Uh, apparently, all these white people live in Detroit. <laughs> is that what it is? It's like I don't know where I'm going to find another white person. Every time I look around, I'm here in Detroit, and I can't find any white people. I need a web service to help me find one. Web service to help me. <laughs> no. But you do meet many more people on these dating sites than we ever did through all of history. Plus, throughout your life, I mean, we've got things like Our Time, which is for people over 50. I mean, right. I can't stand in a bar and have the perfect boy walk by. Uh-huh. You know, I, uh, you're selling yourself short there, Helen. Thank you. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> what part did you have in mind? <laughs> <laughs> So, Chuck, what are the questions right, you got let's there? let's get back to this. So, tell, tell, which we told our boy here to get out. Ben, get the hell off the couch. Get out the house. Get right. out the house, yeah. Ben. Right. That's the answer to your question, mm-hmm. all right? <clears throat> oh, wait, 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 wait. Just, just, I'm sorry. Uh, just to round that out, round out that question. Go ahead. Should someone change themselves to be more attractive to other people? Ooh, Should they deal. go through a makeover? Good. Should they change their hair? Mm. Should they, other than the minimum hygiene that we expect right. in society, yeah. should someone do that if they're desperate for love? And let me just. And then, it. then if they find that person, did that person fall in love with what they created for themselves? Right. Mm-hmm. It is not. But we really do done. fall in love with what we created for ourselves. Yes. No matter what, even if somebody fits somewhat within your love map, you overlook what doesn't fit and you focus on what you do. So I we're your constantly. Love map, I like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. what it is. We have this, you know, we. As small children, we grow up and we we create a list, uh, unconscious list of what we're looking for in a partner. Mm-hmm. And then you see the perfect 
person at the perfect time, and they fit pretty much in your love map, and you get rid of, excuse me, what you what you don't like, and you just focus on what you do. So that's that's good. But what was that other question? Sure, no, so, no, what were you going to say? No, I'm saying that uh, you know what you're saying makes a lot of sense. Should you change yourself? All right. Uh, yeah. You know, and on the one hand, the answer is no. Uh, well, it, yeah, I mean, you uh, if watch you're a man, head. because don't worry, she's going to do that for you. <laughs> you do not have to worry. You it's it's in the card. And be yourself, man, because whatever you are and whoever you are, that yeah. is not what you are going yeah. to be right. in two years. Right. Okay. It's a good project for us girls. Yeah, yeah but we have a lot, to, yeah. lot, of, lot, of, yeah. lot of work to do. I, I, let me tell you, I've, I have a friend that I saw has been 20 years since we've seen each other. Mm -hmm. And we, are, we, we got to hang out. I was in Philadelphia and we got to hang out. We haven't seen each other in 20 years. And Philly's at, your place. That's, that's right. my hometown. And mm -hmm. at the end of the night, he was like, wow, man, you. You really have changed. <laughs> and he really hadn't. Yeah. But he's not married. Okay. Yeah. Why did you change? He's just me. I mean, what did you change? Well, about mostly you? now that I'm married, I'm gay. Um, <laughs> that's the most thing, you know, because. <laughs> I think you need to do change. Do, listen, if it's not working, you might ought to make some changes. But I wouldn't certainly make any changes. I mean, first of all, we it's very hard to make um, changes in personality. You can be somebody else, but it's tiring. Yeah, okay. Out of Character. It's an investment of energy yeah, at all times. Yeah, and as it turns out, you know, you'll turn off, I mean, by being who you are, you will turn off some people. But when you find the right one, that person's going to really love you. So I wouldn't make huge changes. Sure, you you know, you can you can change your hair and, and maybe stop swearing or, mm -hmm. or you know, read a little bit more uh, so that you're better educated. So you can call them com comfort changes. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. that might make the yeah. other person comfortable. Oh, good, yeah. good. Without really totally without messing, really with, messing you. with you. Exactly. Your profile. Right. Okay. Unless there's parts you don't like of you, and, mm -hmm. you know, you can work on that too but uh you know uh, as you say she's gonna work on you too oh you, know? you rest assured <laughs> next question next question let us move but on. men do their work too you know women are always scrambling to to please okay yeah, so, but, but but we don't know that that's what you're doing for us you just appear that way and we think hey wow i really like that not knowing that you spent five hours creating that which uh -huh. we just said but we don't, doesn't that was very profound say, what you just said yeah because that is the difference between what makes uh a woman appreciate you because you noticed what she did uh -huh. you just gave the true male perspective which right. is we're appreciative of it we just think like wow look at you this right. is how you look yeah, we're completely we're oblivious. completely oblivious yeah, that oblivious. you actually took effort and time to make yourself Everything. look that way right. uh -huh. we're just like wow okay that we're, looks we're, good. we're idiots right. basically we can I don't know I am from four men and I don't think you're idiots um, <laughs> but uh, but uh, yeah I, yeah I, I'll keep to my self-deception on that okay exactly, uh, okay. <laughs> exactly. <We're> right. <laughs> all right all right here we go. Uh, this is Ray coming to us from Twitter as well. And Ray has a very simple, succinct question, but I think it's uh, quite uh, in, in depth when you look at it. Uh, why does love hurt? Oh, boy. Boom. That's Ooh. all he asked. But I got to say, that's, that's pretty prolific what right. he just said. Well, he just asked. It really does. So we've put um, a lot of people into a, a, a scanner who'd just been dumped. And the brain regions that become active when you've been, been dumped is three brain regions linked with intense craving, a brain region linked with physical pain. Physical pain. Uh, physical pain, a brain region, and actually uh, aspirin helps. 
um, when you're rejected in love. With There's an academic article on that. Wow. And also anxiety that goes along with the physical pain. And you're also brain regions linked with trying to figure out what went wrong, the costs, the benefits, what happened here. And I think so the brain is in overdrive. It is in, mm. It's in a terrible state. This is why we have all these crimes of passion, you know. And why does it hurt? It hurts because you've lost, once I said, you know, life's greatest prize, a mating partner. You've, you've lost a, um, a, the ability to pass your DNA on to eternity. I think nature overdid it, to be perfectly honest. Oh. We, really, uh, we really suffer terribly. And there's basically two stages of getting rejected. The first is protest. You just try to win the person back. You'll try to seduce. Mm -hmm. You'll try to threaten. Yes. Uh, you'll, you'll try to make them jealous and all that. Right. And then you slip into this incredible depression. And, Unless you, you know, get them back. And then, then you get In them which back. case, you slip right. into indifference. Like, why did I ever want you in a <laughs> Why do I keep yeah. doing this? You've heard that other people say this. <laughs> yes, exactly. yes. <laughs> Read about it, Chuck. Right, exactly. yeah. <laughs> but I, I think it hurts. You think it's a real part of the brain center that, that is responsible? No question about it. Big parts of the brain become incredibly overactive. You know, you can't eat, you can't sleep, you can't stop crying. You, so it's you disruptive know. to your human physiology. Yes. And to your social relations. And even so lovesick is actual sick. It's an actual sick. And you can You're die sick. from being rejected. Um, from oh, wait, don't tell me you die from a broken heart. You die from um, heart attacks and strokes. So the stress. Okay, so your heart did break. a deal of anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> stress actually yeah. manifests itself physically, yes. and you end up dying of a stroke or a heart attack yeah. because of... Okay. Yeah, it drives up the dopamine system in the beginning. That gives you all that energy and focus and motivation and craving. And then after a while, you can't get them. You finally give up, and you slip into sort of a profound depression. How about, okay, uh, as a corollary to this, there are people who are in love with people they've never met. Yes. Isn't that So now, oh, are they... They're not they're the... practicing. They're not the, the mating oh, partner yeah. that they got to know right. intimately. Right. But nonetheless, the sentiment is still there. Right. It's a crush. I mean, it's most largely teenagers, but it can be somebody at work you don't ever dare come close to, but you know, you, you feel all that. It'll go away. They're grown. Yeah, I agree with the teenager thing, yeah. but isn't that more women? And when you get older, it's the male stalker of the, of the women? Of the no, women? Um, men fall in love faster than women do. Mm -hmm. uh, they fall in love more often than women do. Uh, when they meet somebody that they really like, they want to uh, introduce them to friends and family sooner. Men want to move in sooner. Men have more intimate conversations with their wives than women do with their husbands because women have their intimate conversations with their girlfriends, mm -hmm. and men are two and a half times more likely to kill themselves when a relationship is over. So men are the more Wow. So basically... Oh, wait, just to be clear, I think we're, we're more likely to commit suicide in all categories. Probably, I, yes. I think so. Right, yes. So, and homicide, you know. Right, right. It's a more mm -hmm. delicate... Men are just completely messed up. I was going to say, it sounds well, to me know, like we're a bunch romantic. of love pussies. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it comes down to. Oh, my God, I can't live without you. Man. Women are pretty bad, believe me. I've had them on my couch. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so uh, okay, so we've established it's a it's it's real. It's no. real. The pain no is hurt. real. It's not imagined. Nobody you can't just say get over it. It's like breaking your leg and saying get over exactly. it. Exactly. As a matter of fact, a week later you can't remember any physical uh, pain in your tooth, but a week later you're still really suffering from romantic rejection. Mm. Wow. So that's baggage, I think. That's evolutionary baggage. Is there any truth to the fact that they say for every uh, for every year you're together, it takes six months to get over? I don't know the. That's interesting. Yeah, they say yeah. so forever. If you're together with. Wait, somebody, so at some point, it would take longer than your life, your actuarial life expectancy. Exactly. To well, get it's over it. It's going to depend on who you are, what your other mm -hmm. alternatives are, how much you invested in it, how old you are. There's going to be many forces in how you get over it, and it's not. Whether you bought the couch together, because then you'll have to take the <laughs> chainsaw, <laughs> and cut it in half when you split up. Oh, well, thank God we didn't buy the dog together. <laughs> oh God. <Shut> up. <laughs>
You're listening to Star Talk Radio. Stay tuned. More up next. Do you want to set up your child for success? Of course you do. Maybe you want to save money on private tutoring, or maybe it's just out of your budget altogether. Is this a big school year for your child? Like maybe they're starting kindergarten, middle school, or high school, or some other milestone. Maybe your family moved and they're starting at a new school. Is your child ahead? Not getting challenged enough in class? Well, we love that little smarty, but we want them to be engaged. IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids covering math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed to help them really understand and master topics in a fun way. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid, no matter the age or the personality. There's one site for all the kids in your home pre-K to 12th grade. Kids can use it at home on the computer or on the go through the app on your phone or your tablet. No more grading those worksheets. IXL grades everything itself. And no more trying to figure out how to explain math equations or grammar rules yourself. IXL has built-in explanation videos. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And Star Talk Radio listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com slash StarTalk. Visit IXL.com slash StarTalk to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Summer, the best time of year, usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there's another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Welcome back. Here's more of Star Talk. Chuck, you've got questions from the internet. Yes, I do. All right, what do you have? Uh, let's jump right back on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Melissa McCurdy from Facebook says, is the state of being in love considered mental illness or chemical imbalance? In other words, are you crazy to be in love with somebody? I don't think so. I mean, it's, you're going to do... It's the most important thing we do with our lives. But you are a little crazy. I mean, you 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 can't eat, you can't sleep, you forget your coat, you you know you don't get to work, you forget to feed the cat, you don't call your mother, you're obsessed. It's an obsession. Right. It so why doesn't it count as some kind of mental disorder? Uh, because, because you're not natural. otherwise. It's a natural drive. 
It's mm. a natural obsession. In fact, I think that all of the chemical addictions hijack this basic brain system that evolved for um, natural craving. So we're trying to actually to say to the medical community that uh, it's a very positive addiction when it's going well and a perfectly horribly negative addiction when it's going poorly. But it is an addiction. Mm. The addiction centers become activated. But I don't want to call it a mental Addicted illness. Addicted to love. Isn't there like an album or a song with that uh, Yes, it is. Who is that? Uh, Robert? Robert uh, Palmer. Robert Palmer. Yeah. Might as well face it. You're addicted, addicted to love. He's got the models yes, all the playing red good lips. Over and I'm like, I see why you're in love. <laughs> I so remember that video. Pretty hot chicks behind that you. Was a, that was an early MTV video. Yes, oh, my was. gosh. That yeah. was like... Our poets have said it for centuries. I mean, the oldest love poetry is over 4,000 years old, and this describing love exactly the way we describe it today. Right. You know, okay, so even though it disrupts our normal functioning... Right. Our responsible functioning as members of society, because of its frequency among we humans, right. you're not going to say and it's, it's a essential purpose. And you're not going to say it's a disorder. We're going to say it's it's something. It's it's like today where they have drugs living with this disease. Right. It's not going to cure. It's just going to live with, with it. it. Mm -hmm. It's going right. to teach us how to live with our love. Mm -hmm. That's what you're saying. Well, I would basically say that an awful lot of people would be happy to live with their love. I mean, we're people are madly in love. Think of nothing else. They don't care if they forget to feed the cat. They're just happy. Happy, really. I mean, the cat will <laughs> care if it forgets. <laughs> but that would sure. see now. What you just did there, you actually described uh, the uh, textbook case scenario for a, a person addicted to drugs. Right. I don't Absolutely. care about anything. Yeah. I don't Absolutely. care if I feed the cat. Absolutely. I don't care. Right. That's a, there's a big difference. There's many big differences, though. I mean, what, you know, the right love affair is going to um, give you tremendous pleasure. It's going to give you optimism. It's going to give you hope. I mean, as you drive that dopamine system up when you're madly in love, you get energy, focus, motivation. You know, when you take drugs, you're not getting necessarily. And by the way, the drug's going to be gone tomorrow morning when you wake up. And no, it's still going to be You don't party love, with me you know? tomorrow morning. Oh. Right. <laughs> you mean 9 o'clock? Clock tonight. <laughs> now go ahead. Well, that sounds good. Okay, <clears throat> so that's that's a, that's a fascinating point. There are upside. The upside of this. It's a wonderful. Is a, a fundamental contribution to society and people's Absolutely. happiness. Okay. okay. Yeah. All right. We got that. Here we go. Let's we move that. on. Move, move, move on up. This is Joe Pettengill from Portland, Portland, Oregon, coming to us through Facebook. Once you right. know this, biologically. How does the love of a pet differ from the love of a person or love of an object? Mm -hmm. This would mean a person's love of a pet, not right. a pet's love of the person. Right, not a right, pet's right. love of a person. Right. But even though that's a very interesting, I'd like to know about that now that you brought it up. Like, you know. I don't know if she studies non-human uh, animals. Oh, that's well, I right. do. I do, because you have to understand. Um, you scare me every day you keep talking and telling me what you put in your machine. <laughs> I think that's very cool. <laughs> I think well, my dog wants people. to bang me. Just <laughs> but, you know, there's a constellation of traits that are linked with feelings. You have permission to use that word in that way for me. Oh, uh, thank you. A constellation, uh, yes, good. And um, among those things are the um, drive to actually have sex with the person. And you really don't. Most people want to have sex with their dogs. So mm -hmm. you have many of the traits linked with romantic love. I mean, the obsession, the the focus, the, the you know, you think your dog's the best-looking dog in the whole universe. It's the only dog that's alive that counts, et cetera, et cetera. So it has some of the characteristics of intense romantic love and feelings of deep attachment, that second brain system, but you don't have any of these sex sexual things. And, you so know. It's, it's the intimacy or physical intimacy yeah. that sets that apart. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so, so here's you an interesting... You can fall in love with your small baby, too, and... You know, you can fall in love with all kinds of things, but yes, it's that sexual component that's missing. You can fall in love with a toaster. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just don't have sex with Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be hot. <laughs> Wait, so I have a, I have a question uh, in, on that an animal frontier. Uh, dogs were basically bred yeah. for their loyalty to humans, among other properties. Yeah. So, uh, you know, there's an old saying, be the person who your dog thinks you are. Oh, how wonderful. Yeah, because your dog That's thinks you're wonderful. the greatest thing ever. You come yeah. home, no matter yeah. what, no matter the day love. the dog had, no matter the day, they, you are the best person there ever yeah. was to happen to them. Yeah. So that might might um, fool you into thinking that this is a relationship. Right. And the person appreciates you for who and what you are. Right. Now, cats, not so much. No, not right. so much. So do we have data to show that people have stronger relationships with their dogs than they do with their cats? Yes. Because the dog is reciprocal in its... In its yes. In its, mm. Yes. And in fact, um, you know, they call it chick bait. I mean, a, a man with a dog walking down the street um, picks up more girls than uh, if he's walking along with a cat. Must love dogs. Or, the whole yeah, movie yeah. with that title. Yeah. Must love dogs. He's, he's basically advertising that he can take care of something. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> That's a pretty low bar. Yeah, <laughs> Take care of a pet. Okay. Maybe he's good mating material. Yeah. That's exactly, actually, we've got data on that. He picks up the poop. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. But, you know, dogs are pair-bonding animals naturally. Only 3% of mammals uh, form a pair bond to rear the young. And all the wild wolves, uh, foxes, coyotes, um, uh, dingoes, uh, you know, and dogs form pair bonds. And so but I, thought they, I thought they travel in packs with one alpha. They do, but there's one, one alpha. male and one female who are the breeding pair. And everybody else is a helper at the nest. Oh, oh, oh! So, so it's not one male mating multiple females. Okay, nests, like no. a pride of lion. It's not a, exactly. Gotcha. That's, that's the difference. I didn't know that. Okay. Exactly. Good. And so this is why we bond so easily with them. As a matter of fact, anthropologists think that it's um, dogs that picked uh, the bonding with us mm -hmm. and followed it along with us. Right. You know, and because um, we left uh, food behind. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Made, yeah. Well, you know, well, we did that on, on on Cosmos. We did like a whole episode, and uh -huh. it's titled "And the Wolf Shall Become the Shepherd." Oh. Ah. Oh, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, um, you know, dogs. Uh, I mean, oh, that's that's Andrean's poetic. Uh, yeah. Uh, she's got the, there's a poetry side of her that contributes to the scripting. So mm -hmm. that's where that came from. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so okay. So that's real. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah good. It's, it's good. real. Mm -hmm. And it probably creates a lot of the oxytocin. You know, the, the the brain system for attachment is the oxytocin system in the brain. I think what people, men and women, get out of their relationship with their dog is all the hugging and touching and everything, and all of that drives up the oxytocin system in the brain linked mm -hmm. with feelings of attachment. Right. Attachment. So, yes. And it probably is the same in the dog, but it's certainly in that feeling in, in a human being. So, um, you know, as you put your arm around somebody, as you hold hands with them, as you hug them, as you learn to sleep in their arms, you driving up this oxytocin system and um and 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 it's a feel-good chemical no question yeah. about it okay you're yeah. good all right. <laughs> all, right. Good. all right i don't need you i got my oxy uh, oxytocin pills that's yeah. right. i don't need you for nothing i just think about my own name. just don't crush it up and snort it <laughs> <laughs> right, truck we got five minutes left we're going into lightning oh, round lightning yeah. round so no so, uh, no longer the luxury of long answers long answers okay. to try to get through the list because we have truck you have multiple pages okay. of questions i here. do i've got okay a, quite so a my bell good there it is okay, okay. so you're going to give soundbite answers pretend okay. you're on the evening news and okay. you have two minutes to give your entire interview okay okay you ready chuck go. go jeffrey clark on twitter says what's the science behind attraction am i pre-programmed to be attracted to certain traits or is attraction a learned behavior love it go for it 
It's not a learned behavior. I mean, some of it is learned, but uh, chemically we're drawn to certain people rather than others. I've figured out when people say we have chemistry. I understand what that means now. So, so that's real? Yes. We're going to be naturally drawn to some people rather than others, bas basically because of body chemistry. Body chemistry. That's called yeah. BO, I think. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's keep going. Go. Next question. Uh, this is from Dan Larkins on Facebook. Wants to know this. If evolution favors individuals who seek out the strongest and the best suited mates to pass on their genes, is there a bio? biological advantage to falling in love over choosing the most advantageous partner gene-wise. No insult intended to my beloved. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. All right, Dan, there you go. So, yeah, so that, that, that's a pretty clean question. Yeah. So if you just want to propagate a survival, you pick the person and then you do that. Why does it, what's love got to do with it? Why do we fall in love with a guy who looks like the penguin from Batman mm -hmm. and he's because, not rich mm -hmm. and you're a supermodel? Mm -hmm. How does that even That doesn't happen too often. Basically, if... <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you for your honesty. <laughs> thank you. I mean, penguins go for penguins. Right. You know? okay. <laughs> I mean, we didn't. We didn't tend to fall in love with somebody from the same socio economic background, same general level of intelligence, same general level of good looks, same religious and social values. We do draw, we are drawn to people to some extent like ourselves. Yeah, but that's environmental, of course. Your, your religion that you're born into is you're born into it. Yes, exactly. Right? And so socioeconomic, those are the people you hang out with. But I do think, you know, people who are very uh, novelty seeking and risk taking go for people like themselves. People who are very traditional except, go for people like themselves. Helen, mm -hmm. except some of the greatest stories ever told were people falling in love who were completely not right. the same anything. Right. From Romeo and Juliet right. to, to right. in, 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 in. Well, to Hillary and Bill Clinton. I mean, Hillary's high testosterone and Bill is, I think, high estrogen. You know. Oh, look you know. Snap. So I can't accept the blanket statement that people tend, I mean, yes, statistically perhaps, but okay. the exception to that are so extraordinary. So sociologically. could be a lesson yeah. to us all. There's always exceptions. Okay. We're an animal that's flexible. No question about okay. it. An environment always plays a role. Next question. Boom, there yeah. we go. All right. That was a good one. Oh, quick. Oh, here we go. This one is for Dr. Tyson from Joy Green on Facebook. Dr. Tyson, my question revolves around the following topic. How can an average everyday citizen get others to fall in love with science? Oh. Look at Joy Make Green. Good one. Joy Green going oh outside the box. Outside the box. <laughs> outside the box. Ooh, I got to team up with Helen here to find out. Can you fall in love with things that are not other members of your species? Can you fall in love with an idea, a principle, a philosophy, a pursuit? No. People who are serious hobbyists, you, the, the only word you can say is that they're in love with their craft. I agree with you. These are basic all-purpose systems in the brain. So you got your oxy, oxy... oxy... Well, that's the dopamine system when you fall in love. It's the oxytocin system with feelings of attachment. But sure, these are, you know, the attachment system in the brain. You can be attached to your motorcycle. You can be attached to your girlfriend. But are those same chemicals being excited when you're probably. when you're waxing your motorcycle? Yes, probably, oh, okay. yes. Or, all or, or to lesser extents. Yeah. So can there be measured releases of these, uh, you know, when yes. you say dopamine, like for instance, you do cocaine, your brain floods with dopamine. Yeah, absolutely. So it does. Absolutely. And you can fall in love. All right. With cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> so, last question. I don't love it. Just the oh, way time it for smells. one more question. Go, Here we go. One more. Ask. Here we go. Uh, from DeWarmo Dave on Google Plus says, is chastity healthy and what are the effects of chastity? Mm. Ooh, go for we it. each his own. 
To each his own. Okay, that's it. That's an awesome cop-out answer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I think you learn a huge amount about somebody when you when you make love to them. Mm -hmm. And it, it triggers the brain circuitry for uh, romantic love. It triggers some of the brain circuitry for attachment. And it drives up the testosterone system so that you want more sex with them. But I can tell... We can to have sex and fall in love. And I can tell you this. If you have a gene for chastity, you didn't inherit it. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. You're listening to Star Talk. Stay tuned for another segment. This is Star Talk. I'm your host, Neil deGrasse Tyson, your personal astrophysicist. And for this Star Talk Live, we're going to explore transgender visibility today. And I've got Natalia Regan here. Uh, hello, Natalia. She's one of our Star Talk All Stars. And she's uh, an anthropologist who thought deeply about that. And Chuck. Yeah. Hey, buddy. Yeah. Hey. How are you? Hey, guys. Hey. Oh. So, Transgender Visibility Day. First of all, who declares these days? Well, that, that's okay. So, uh, the transgender community uh, mm -hmm. did not have a day celebrating those that had worked so hard in the past to become visible. So, in 2009, right. they created, uh, it's actually Transgender Day of Visibility. And so, basically. So it's been around for eight years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and it's finally, I mean, obviously, with the, with the internet, with Twitter, and uh -huh. with Facebook, and all these things, it's, it's getting more and more steam. I mean, people, they're. We're talking more about this, these issues, and of course, Getting it's more steam. That's a very dated source of energy. Yeah. <laughs> cool, it's coming back, guys. Coming back. Uh, dated thermonuclear fuel. Dated solar power. Okay. Uh, um, so, so just uh, we'll, we'll be taking inquiries from sure. Facebook Live. Yes. But if you just set the stage here, okay. uh, there are people above whatever age. Mm -hmm who were just perplexed by this. Exactly. And people now describing not gender being uh, male or female, but that there's a it's spectrum. non-binary, yeah. So mm -hmm. uh, humans- Genetically, in terms of your sexual preference, yeah. in terms of every dimension and, 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 that's there. And to be clear, gender and sexuality are two totally different things. Mm -hmm. And gender and, and sex are two totally different things. Right. Gender is generally, it's a, it's a social construct. It's in the brain. Uh, sex is what's going down <clears throat> below the waist, which mm -hmm. can vary. Um, there are uh, people that have or intersex individuals that have uh, differences. Uh, so not, no longer called uh, hermaphrodites? Yeah, it's now generally intersex. Um, there's intersex. also intersex. intersex. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But there's also varying um, uh, versions of what that can be. Um, right. But as far as transgender individuals, um, they basically w wanted to celebrate people in the past that had, had fought for visibility. But mm. to be clear, uh, gender again in in the head, uh, sex below the belt, uh, cisgender, which is what uh, somebody that identifies as their what, what's going on in their brain matches what's going down down downstairs typically, mm. like cisgender. Yes, cisgender. cisgender. Mm -hmm. uh, transgender is where that does not fit. So right. if you're it doesn't match. Doesn't match. Right. And it so fits. it just doesn't match. Exactly. <laughs> well, it, it yeah. It, it, uh -huh. And that again, that's what we're we're changing our way of looking at it. It's mm -hmm. not, no longer a problem. It's actually being celebrated. Mm -hmm. um, you're not you're not a mistake. You know, right. you are you're just as good as everybody else. Mm -hmm. uh, there's also people that identify as non-binary or genderqueer, mm -hmm. which are those that don't feel like they fit in a traditional male-female uh, gender. Or well, they can be either at a different time, according right. yeah. to So they're limbs. fluid, basically. Yeah, exactly. Gender exactly. fluid. Gender fluid. And, and that's the thing is gender people have even uh, identified as certain... Uh, genders at certain parts of like different parts of their life, you know. Wait, fluid has a f an official physics definition. Uh -huh. It is a substance that takes the shape of its container. Wow! Mm -hmm. So air is a fluid, as is a liquid. 
uh, in that context. So you flew it. There's a different container here. Yeah. I'll fit that. Right. Different container. I'll fit, fit that. that. Right. So Sometimes that. we're different at different points of our yeah, life. That's our great. So we, so we got our questions yeah. coming in. Yeah. Well, yeah. Questions mm-hmm. are already coming in, right. and I actually left one up because this was the very first question. And before we uh, take any questions, the reason why we do this is so that we can tell you guys that for everything that you want to find Star Talk, there's a place to go called StarTalkAllAccess.com, and that's where we have things that are original content that you can't find anywhere else. We have um, extended content that uh, we had to cut, and so we put it there in full form. It is all commercial-free, and you can also find video of the podcast itself that you normally can only find in audio form. All of that is on StarTalkAllAccess.com. And if you subscribe within this week, we will be revealing for only one day at the end of this weekend nude pictures of Neil deGrasse Tyson. (laughs) So please make sure you go. Make sure you go and subscribe to StarTalkAllAccess.com and you will be able to see your nude picture of Neil deGrasse Tyson. At least wait till I get my six-pack abs. Oh, my God. Let's do our first question. Uh And the first question comes from Eric Fiore. And Eric says this, please answer how does gender identity and sexual orientation work in the brain? Why can two siblings have so much in common and one prefers their own sex and the other prefers the opposite Thanks. It's uh, like the million dollar question because uh, there isn't, I think, a, a clear cut answer at this point. Uh, how you know, some people say that it's a it's a choice, and no. It, oh, <laughs> we're hearing you live here. There, hey. no. uh, yes. uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so there isn't. I, I I personally do not know the answer to that question because I don't think there is an answer of exactly the mechanism of how one chooses. No, you you're absolutely right. The reason why you don't know the answer to that question is because we haven't found, found the out, answer yeah. to that question. That is, if we had, we, even though researchers are looking at whether or not there is a genetic link to um, your gen, not your your sexuality your preferred, yeah. and your preferences, but because uh, even sexuality, like to to be fair and to be clear, is, is on a spectrum, and and people are fluid. You know, people prefer certain things at different times in their life for whatever reason. But doesn't that bring up a, a morality question? Suppose we learn that mm-hmm. there's a part of the brain that generates sexual preference, sure. and there are societal pressures that you should be one way and not another, and then someone says, "I can go in and operate and, and quote, tweak fix that." that. Well, it's like those camps they used to have to try. Well, I think they still have them yeah. to try to change, right. you know, right. kids. Gender or, reorientation. Exactly. Centers, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, but I mean, that's a moral question. And I also think it's, that's, it's it means society is in denial of who you actually are, mm-hmm. and then says, "But we can fix that." That that's that's a peculiar world. It is, and I feel like humans are interesting as far as mm-hmm. animals as a, as a species. We are the only animal that really kind of puts this sort of moral, you know, uh, layer on top of sex and, and and sexual sexual orientation. You know, you don't see a, a chimpanzee struggling like, oh God, I don't know, should I should I ask Steve out? I know I'm uh, a male, but I, you know, you don't see that same sort of. Uh, yeah, dogs don't have that problem like, either. They hump whatever. They hump anything. <laughs> my couch, my leg, Jim, Beverly. What what else you got? What and else I got? apologize for all of that. Um, <laughs> I'm having trouble. I got one here. Are there instances oh, of brain switching during development later in life? This is Cole Primo is uh, Hi, from, Cole. from Facebook. Are there instances of brain switching during development later in life, or is it something you're born with? 
As far as I, I mean, mm-hmm. so one of the things that happened a lot in the past was like, say, for instance, if you were dealing with a, uh, if you had a, a child that was intersex, a lot of times parents would might choose at the time of birth mm-hmm. what sex to, uh, you know, you do, you what you gender you would assign. or surgically? Surgically. Surgically. And sometimes they make mistakes. And so that child is left to grow up in a, in a body that does not match the brain. So the mistake means they left them with... With plumbing that is different from their brain, what their brain's expectation of their plumbing should be. So something that they're doing now is a la- waiting, waiting until the child can choose what feels right. What age is that? Because we saw pictures of someone who was like eleven, right. who who was born male but is expressing female in middle school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do we know enough about our gender identity by then? Uh, I I think they can say like the tween ages is when they're really starting to kind of tweens, tweens, tweens yeah, yeah. make that sort of that sort of solid you know choices but as far as making sort of a gender reassignment or any sort of surgical I think they're waiting and not doing it that age that's so, what, that's very young so, so a minute, are, a are, are, uh, there's another question Malcolm Oliver Marfan Malcolm Oliver <laughs> Marfan <laughs> we got from Malcolm so are are the brains of men and women wired differently, differently. And and have we found this to be true also for transgender individuals? Because the extent to which we know it's in the brain, maybe we can't figure out where it is or what it's doing, but we can show that it's different. Right. Right. That that's a base level of information. Mm-hmm. So males and females, uh, as far as sex goes, I, are far more similar than than dissimilar. Uh, let's okay. put that out there. Like we we want the same things. Oftentimes we strive for the same things. And yes. We, except you guys are often. Uh, left disappointed and we're not. <laughs> I mean, that's Hey-o. pretty much how it goes. But so sorry. There's things that <laughs> there's things that affect our you know behavior sometimes like like you know different hormones and if someone has more estrogen and more testosterone in, the, in their body they're going to behave differently. But I don't think there's been actual studies about the hardwiring of transgender individuals versus those that are not. You've studied other primates, mm-hmm. so yeah. do you see any gender spectrum? Behavior in other primates, you know, I mean, the, the, like the bonobo chimps and these right, folks. That, see, that's we talked about a little bit, which is really interesting. Uh, bonobos are, are funny because they're all about having lots of sex, and uh, they're also female dominant. We talked what about kind of animal, right? <laughs> that's all that's, I'm saying. That's how they diffuse tension. Like, say, for instance, there's a piece on the a fruit on the ground. Like, you know, if we have to go, we we want to choose who who gets that piece of fruit. There would be lovemaking, and then we'd probably forget that there was fruit there to begin with. Wow! Whereas they are the most genius <laughs> creatures ever. But let's settle disputes by making. I'll make love for it. <laughs> let's let's love it out. Sword fight. Let's but, love it out, bitches. Come on, let's do it. <laughs> but 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 what we should say, one of the things that makes bonobos different from their cousins, chimpanzees, female dominant social group. Mm-hmm. So the females are in charge, which means. Hey, maybe if we let a woman be in charge of the United I guarantee States, you, I don't know. No, I'm not I saying. I guarantee you, <laughs> if the answer to uh, conflict resolution is let's make love, we would give over the power <laughs> to females. Okay, I'm just letting you know. It might be hugs. We got it, you know, and it's got to be consensual. No, see, no, 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 no. That's not the right joke. The right joke is if you let a woman be president. She'll be tweeting all day about everything she feels about. <laughs> <laughs> then I think we have a woman oh, president, guys. Right, right, right. Uh, let's let's go another one. Uh, so uh, Tony Allen, is there a particular age when someone realizes their orientation? Is there a, an average age where you can then say, pretty much, you no 
know where you're coming from and where you're going by I them. mean, I think it, it has a lot to do with just individuals, but I think a lot of people, I mean, I, I, my orientation, I'm assuming they mean sexual orientation. Yes. Um, not how they feel as, as gender-wise. Um, yeah, what turns you on? Yeah, yeah. People talk about it as, as early as like, Five, six, three. I have several friends who, some, yeah, yeah. who tell me, like, I was four years old and I knew for a fact, you know, like. Four years old. Four years yeah. old. They were oh. like, and I said to a friend of mine, I'm like, okay, how so did you, I said, how did you yeah. know that you, how did you know you were gay when you were four? And he said, let me ask you this. When you were four, did you like women? And I was like, you know, I absolutely did. <laughs> I knew I knew then that he was like, it's the exact I didn't same know thing. When I was four. Yeah. You I was, didn't know when you were four. Yeah, that's because you were too busy loving science, yeah, Neil. And this is what's I'll, I'll say this and I'll wrap it up real quick. But uh, when yeah, I was yeah, we, when we, I was eight, I thought I was gay because I actually thought I was attracted to women at one point. I was like, oh my God, that means I, I didn't realize that there was a spectrum. Mm-hmm. You know what okay. I mean? And now that visibility and now that we're seeing that you know, very kids courageous are not, people. People courageous coming out people. and, and so showing that there are alternatives and that this is not a spectrum, uh-huh. then you know. It's okay, and it's, it's safe. Wherever and you are, it's okay. You're fine. If you fall on that spectrum, good for you. We have a Facebook uh, live viewer called Albert Einstein who says, nice shirt, Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little narcissistic, hey. don't you think, hey, Albert, Albert Einstein? There you go, buddy. All right, we got, we got to wrap, wrap this up. up. This was quick, quick. This was a quick one, yeah. Quick and fast, but uh, transgender day of visibility. Yes. Uh, that, that's new to me, even though yeah. it's been around eight years. So thank you to um, Laverne Coxes and you know all the activists out there. Follow them on Twitter. Right, right. Excellent. Thanks for that suggestion. So uh, Natalia Reagan, thanks for thanks for having for doing this. And Chuck, always good to have you here. Right. We got to sign out on Facebook Live. They give us like ten minutes at most for this. Ah. And so uh, yeah, we, we will find us in the universe. Yeah. <laughs> Star talks. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. Like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.